Super Bowl, Schmoover Bowl. Who needs this stinking Super Bowl when we have Making Waves Award Ceremony episode, baby? Let's dive right in. Go! to Making Waves, an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And we are stoked about this episode. I have been looking forward to this episode all season long. This is probably my favorite episode. And it could be because we give out awards, we give out swag, we talk up all of these players that we are recognizing throughout their entire previous season and I love it because the awards can really go anywhere there's no rhyme or reason it doesn't have to be Super Bowl caliber teams it could be anybody on any team getting some recognition I love this episode I also love this episode it's always good giving out first class swag and it's good to you know just commemorate and honor the best players and connections and storylines of the entire NFL season, and man, I've been, ever since the Bears got mathematically eliminated the last week of the season, I've been really looking forward to this episode, so I just, uh, I just can't wait. I definitely echo what you said. I love it. Yes, I've been so excited for this one. Obviously, we have a lot to look forward to still in football. We still have the Super Bowl, which is two weeks from now. This upcoming week, we do not have a football game. Um, It's the Pro Bowl games instead, where they collect teams, or I'm sorry, players from all teams, and they bring them together and they play a bunch of different games. This year, it is flag football. And they also do things like dodgeball. I guess they're doing some sort of golf competition this time around. They do like best catch challenges and all sorts of fun stuff. So that's always a good time to tune in. But it's kind of like a lull week a little bit because we're just gearing up for the Super Bowl. And so this is a good way to get us through by giving out these awards. Gotta love it. Um, And speaking of that Super Bowl, obviously we will have a very, very special Super Bowl episode next week to talk about all things Super Bowl, but if you haven't heard, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Arizona for the big dance, as Bob likes to call it, the big night under the lights, the Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be a good one. I won't go too much into it because I'm going to save it for next next week, but I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I'm not going to say any analysis on this as well, other than the fact that two number one seeds is more rare than it should be. Uh, the Kelsey brothers, another storyline that we're definitely going to dive into next week. And man, oh man, I I had a tough time last weekend. I went 0 for 2. Uh, I had the Bengals and the Niners, both teams lost. So I'm hanging on by a fingernail. Not looking good for me in regards to the NFL Combine punishment, but I'm already uh, doing my due diligence. I'm being strategic, trying to make sure I choose the opposite of Mac. Because if I do that... I think we're both in agreement that either team can win, and I'm going to be feeling good if I can just choose opposite. So I got that going for me the next week. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if I'm in a better position or a worse position because I agree. I think it's for either of us, it could really go either way. I truly don't think there is a standout team where you're pretty confident that they are going to win. I think 
the Eagles and the Chiefs both have equal opportunity here to take home a championship. So I don't know being in the driver's seat. I've got the opportunity to pick who I want, which is at least good. But I don't really know if it matters because either way, either team could win. True. But the good thing for you, yeah, no matter what, if you pick the correct winner, you win. If you pick the same team that I pick, you win. So there's two layers I need to get past. To be in an opportunity to uh, not do the NFL Combine and have it posted on our Instagram. So you definitely are in the driver's seat. But You're right. yeah, it's tough to choose who you think is going to win. So it's not not uh, as easy as it may seem from the outside. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I do have an advantage because, yeah, if, as long as you choose the same as me, then I win. So I do yeah. definitely have a slight edge heading into next week. I'm excited for all the analysis, all the nuggets, all the things that we're both going to come with. We'll both have stuff to say about both teams, regardless of who we choose, because obviously that's the only game we have left to analyze. And then another fun thing for next week, a lot of stuff has been happening, especially this week. News alert, if you haven't heard, Tom Tom Brady is retiring again. So there's a lot of fun stuff, a lot of people retiring, a lot of coaches moving teams. There's been transitions being had and trades already happening. So next week we'll do what Bob and I like to call headline hurricane, where we just run through all of the different headlines and all of the big storylines that we have heard up until this point. So just spoiled one, but it'll be on next week, I'm sure. Man, and but spoiler alert as well, I don't think we're going to go nearly as in-depth with the Tom thing because he retired last year. Here he oh, got yeah. his you know, send-off, and we gave him his flowers and all the swag. So if he thinks he's getting that again from us, he's wrong. Absolutely but we'll, not. we'll mention it. Yeah, we'll still mention it, but I agree. If you didn't listen last year, one of these awards of what we give out, you'll come to find out. We also play a nice clip for the player. We recognize a lot of their accomplishments. And we had this big thing for Tom Brady. I chose him as my wave maker of the year last year. So we could send him off in style. An incredible clip with just people were chanting Brady. It was all about his draft and when he got when he came in and all the accomplishments he's made. And he's not getting that this year. You already retired, dude. So bye-bye. Exactly. He's a boy that cried wolf. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe he's going to retire again next year. So no more free swag for <laughs> exactly. you, Tom. Uh, Tom, stop milking this retirement. Exactly. Hopefully this is for real, but knowing him, I mean, he might be out of retirement in the next month, so I'm not holding (laughs) my breath. That's a very good point. But, yes, so we will get into all of that next week, but before we do, it's time, I think, for this episode where Bob and I are going to be giving away some awards. So a little bit about what it's going to work or how it's going to work. Bob and I have six awards to give out, and five of those awards, you'll see why the one is not does not have this, but five of those awards, we have what I was just mentioning, a nice little clip uh, that we like to play for the players just to recognize, you know, some big plays and things like that. That might be why this is my favorite episode, because I actually do a lot of the different editing beforehand and put these clips together, and I don't know about you, but... I usually feel like I want to run through a brick wall after I listen to them. So that's that's what I like a lot about this episode. I like it too. And yeah, we both spent a lot of time the last week working on the editing <laughs> and getting the clips all ready. So 
I'm really excited for Mac to see the one, the ones that I came up with. And of course I want to see the ones that she edited and the clips that she's putting in there as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to be fair, obviously I sensed a little bit of sarcasm in there. Uh, but to be fair, some of the clips that Bob found or that I found already come with music. Uh, they're already just like on YouTube and we kind of steal those. So side note, we do not own the rights to any of, of these videos. Or copyright, sounds. copyright, copyright, infringement, copyright. infringement. <laughs> Explicit. No. Oh, infringement. <laughs> oh, shoot. Shit. Uh, explicit. No, all jokes aside, <clears throat> Mac did all of this with, I just sent her clips from YouTube of the players I wanted, but she does additional editing. So I like our Wave Riders listening, and this is the first time I've heard any of these clips. And I always joke with Mac that I'm always ready to run through a wall. So all the walls in my apartment right now are definitely at risk because this is the first time I'm hearing any of this, and I cannot wait. <laughs> Your neighbors are also at risk, so uh, good yeah. luck to them. As always. As always. Okay, well, without further ado, I think it is time for us to get started. So this first award, we actually don't have clips for, and the reason being is because this first award is for Coach of the Year. So there could be, I guess we could splice together things from their interviews or something like that, or their press conferences, but... That's a lot of work, and we, I didn't want to do that. So we're just doing yep. Coach of the Year. We're just going to recognize them, talk a little bit about them, and then we'll move on to the players. So would you like to kick it off, Bob, with your Coach of the Year? Sure. First, wow, first Wave Maker Award of the 2022-2023 season. I have the honor of giving it out to this fine gentleman. And, yeah, obviously it would have been cool to have a, an audio, but like you said, I don't know if an audio of this award would have been quite as hype as actual player highlights. So without further ado, the coach of the year, in my opinion, is a guy who this is his first year in the league as a head coach. He took over an organization that has been struggling for many years, brought them from last place to a playoff time this or playoff team this year. And my wave maker award for the coach of the year goes to Brian Dable, head coach of the New York football giants. Shouts out to Eli. Shouts out to Brian. Shouts out to all of New York and New Jersey who cheers for the giants. This man came in and he just represents what the giants stand for. And in my opinion, he represents New York in a coach form. He took over a team that was four and 13 last year. He turned them around. They finished nine, seven and one. They won five more games, lost six less in just one season. Um, obviously, they made the playoffs and not only made the playoffs, they went into Minnesota and beat the number three seed Vikings in the first round. Unfortunately for them, they ran into the buzzsaw of the Eagles the next next round in the divisional uh, divisional round a couple weekends ago and, and got beat pretty bad. But I mean, taking a team that's four and 13, no real playoff aspirations and turning them into a team that not only made the playoffs, but won a playoff game, was pretty awesome. He had some amazing interviews throughout the year. Uh, seemed like he's a really a really big players coach. His team really loves playing for him hard and winning for him. And, yeah, I mean, if I'm a Giants fan, the future is super bright, and it's all uh, – it's a lot because of this guy. So congrats to you, Brian. Swag coming your way. Uh, and best of luck, unless you're playing the Bears next season, best of luck in, you know, repeating that success in 2023. All right. I love it. Great award. Couldn't agree more. Incredible head coach. So, so great first award, Bob. I like it a lot. 
Thanks. Kicking it off with a bang. Obviously, we'll be sending swag to all of these individuals. So yep. check for it in the mail. And also, is it just me? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. But is no, it just please. Me? And last time I said not mean to uh, no uh, don't mean to interrupt. We never heard from you again. So let's <laughs> really hope that doesn't happen again. Difficulties <laughs> for last week, everybody. Let's hope you oh, can hear me. God. Yeah, let's hope uh, it's not just me uh, talking to a wall here. Hopefully, we hear both of us. But yeah, I don't know about you, but I picture all the people getting awards tonight as like the people in like you know the Heisman ceremony or like getting a massive award with big cameras all or like draft night when the person getting drafted is with all their family, they see their name pop up, they celebrate, they're hugging, they're interviewing. I imagine Brian right now in his living room in New York with all his oh. family hugging, hugging his kids, hugging his significant other or spouse. Just going crazy right a now. A thousand percent. I absolutely picture these people, us handing them this like plaque, this giant award, all of this swag. I mean, the NFL honors are tomorrow night when this, this episode is being recorded on Wednesday. The NFL honors are on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, they're tonight. And I'm just picturing the Making Waves Awards just as important they have Kelly Clarkston hosting their awards night, but you guys have Bob and Mac, and that is all that's Way needed. Way, Way better. Way better. <laughs> but yes, sorry to interrupt. I think no, everyone's super good. excited to hear your coach of the year. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for the mic. But yeah, I agree. There are a lot of great coaches in this league. Obviously, a lot of incredible teams, people that are shaping these players day in and day out at practices, at games, at scrimmages. But for me, one coach stood out above the rest, and that was Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. If you think back for me, back to the 2021-2022 regular season, the Jaguars ended the season with, let's see, it was three wins, 14 losses. They were the worst team in the NFL. They had the number one overall draft pick in this past year's draft. Obviously, there was some controversy with who they chose. You know, it was going to be Aiden Hutchinson. Was it not? They ended up obviously going a different route. But it clearly worked out for them. Doug Peterson took the worst team in the NFL. He turned them around to not only a playoff contending team, but a team that won over 500. They went 9-8 and eight for the season. And just an incredible thing to do to completely rebuild a team like that. Obviously, they've got a lot of great weapons. They were unfortunately under some pretty terrible leadership last year in Urban Meyer. Sorry. But to to go in there, I was watching an interview and he was saying something along the lines of they completely had to start over and rebuild from the ground up, not only with their play, because the players have learned some not so great things last year, but also with their mentality, their locker room, the way they believed in themselves. He's clearly doing an amazing job down there. And the Jaguars, yeah, they kind of came out of nowhere. They were a feisty team and who knows what's going to come with them, but clearly, clearly did a great job, made it to the playoffs. And so got to give kudos. So Doug Peterson, congratulations. All right, yeah, congrats to Doug. Uh, like Brian, he won a playoff game as well, so not only got to the playoffs, <clears throat> but actually won a game. So a lot to be excited <clears throat> about in both those cities with Jacksonville and New York. And, yeah, Super Bowl champ Doug, congrats. I'm sure this is much more important to him than winning the Super Bowl in Philly a couple years ago. This is Oh, yeah, a huge, definitely. <laughs> a huge a huge honor. I wonder if he's going to be cheering for Philly in the uh, Super Bowl, or maybe not. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It feel I felt like they kind of pushed him out at the end, so 
Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he's uh, cheering for Patty and Cole, but. Yeah, he could be. He who knows? So, yeah. But, yeah, great, great two awards to start off the bat. Uh, we're going to move along to our next award. And the awards from here on out now also have a nice little clip for you to run through a brick wall, punch the oh, air, baby. slam your hands on the steering wheel. We hope that you enjoy all of these. So we're going to kick it off with Rookie of the Year. And would you like to start, Bob, or would you like to go back and forth like a snake? Up to you. Let's yeah. Let's snake it up. Let's let's, let's snake, snake it up. All right. So I will kick this one off then. Rookie of the year. This guy for me. This he just jumped out immediately in my mind when Bob and I were talking about which awards that we were going to give out. Obviously, a ton of great rookies. I strongly debated choosing someone from the Detroit Lions, but I going gasp. Can you believe it? But no. I, I ended up going a different direction with this one. Um, and my rookie of the year is Brock Purdy. He immediately jumped to the top of mind for me. And that's kind of crazy that I gave him this award because he only played for a quarter of the season as the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about why I ended up choosing him. So back in week 13, The 49ers are playing the Miami Dolphins. Jimmy G gets carted off the field. He's got a broken foot. And who needs to come in but Mr. Irrelevant himself, the last pick in the NFL draft. They usually never even see the field, let alone touching the ball, let alone making touchdown passes, let alone going to the playoffs. Pretty incredible. He clearly became very relevant for the 49ers. He went on to win that game against Miami 33-17. to And then from there, he did not lose. He won seven consecutive games. And I honestly believe that I can say that he hasn't lost yet because he didn't really lose in this past conference championship. Unfortunately, he tore his UCL and his throwing arm this past Sunday, and he's most likely going to need surgery before next season. There's a lot of question marks heading into next season. Will he be the quarterback? Will he go somewhere else? Who knows? But all of that aside, looking at just some of his stats, pretty incredible. He is the first ever Mr. Irrelevant to score an NFL touchdown, let alone multiple passing touchdowns in every single game he played. All seven games, he he scored more than one touchdown. He's the first rookie in NFL history to score four touchdowns in a playoff game. And he also tied Jimmy Garoppolo as the most for the 49ers in a playoff game. He is the first rookie in NFL, or I'm sorry, rereading that same nugget, new nugget. (laughs) He joined a very short list of players with 300 plus yards and four plus touchdowns in their very first ever playoff game. He is alongside three Super Bowl champs on that last that list, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Kurt Warner. So he is along some great names on all of those lists. He did awesome. I got to give him Rookie of the Year. And, yeah, let's hear a little bit about Brock Purdy and what he did this season. The 47th Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Irrelevant 2022 with the – 262nd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Brock Purdy, a quarterback from Iowa State. Go Niners! They crack down to two. They get it off. Garoppolo in trouble. And he is 
thing doomed from the start. Jerome Baker on the blitz gets home, and it's fourth down. Yeah, well, I got worse news. Jimmy Garoppolo's on the card headed for the locker room right in front of you there. Wow, Jimmy is being carted off the field. So now it'll be Brock Purdy, the last pick of the draft. Mr. Irrelevance in many, he becomes extremely relevant now as he will take over this first place in the NFC West team. That's amazing, the amount of adversity an NFL season can throw at you. You get down here, you can't kick field goals, right? Now, Juszczyk will line up as a right wing, number three, with Debo next to him. And Ayuk, he's going to throw out right, right open, Kyle Juszczyk, touchdown! like 10 times better i was like whoa this is christmas music in the background as well i gotta admit that was one where i didn't add any music to it there are some that i added music to that one came with music and i was debating for so long should i use it because i knew that you were gonna love that with the christmas and i was like Uh, all right i'll go with it man why are all nfl like highlight films so freaking hype I I've already know. run through one wall and I've got I know. three left. I'm over here like pumping, pumping my dun, dun, chest dun, in dun, the air. Dun, dun, no, that dun, was dun, awesome dun. though. But yes, that was so awesome. Oh my clearly gosh. a lot to be proud of for Brock Purdy Ooh. and the 49ers if they stick with him. I think he's got a long career ahead of him. And yeah, loved listening in to those clips. So congratulations, Brock Purdy, on my Rookie of the Year award. Man, what a year for him. Makes it to the NFC Championship game. Obviously, it didn't end the way he was hoping. But, um, yeah, like you say, definitely could make the argument that he never lost because he really didn't play. They were down to their fourth string and then even their fifth at one point. So, Yeah, at one point, the announcers were talking about the next quarterback up was going to be Christian McCaffrey, their running back. So if that tells you anything, uh, yeah, that's that's rough. He ended up going in, obviously, and just handing it off the entire time. He couldn't throw He tore that ligament, and, but... and I remember watching it. I was sitting there, and I'm so sorry, Brock, but I was like, "Man, if if it's if it's me out there, like, there's no way I don't throw." But when I heard the actual injury the next day, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, he literally couldn't throw." So yeah, in in the in the moment, they thought that he maybe just like basically smashed his funny bone and lost feeling in his hands. So yeah. in the moment. There was a lot of people, including myself, that were like, come on, just throw it. Like, who cares if it's not perfect? Just throw it. But come to find out, obviously, it was torn. There was a lot more going on there. Literally couldn't. The fact that he was still out there is pretty amazing. But, yeah, Brock, congratulations on a great rookie season. And enjoy the swag coming your way. Enjoy it. All right. Who do you have, Robert, for your Rookie of the Year award? Yes, so for my Rookie of the Year, this was a guy that me and you and many people in this region of the Midwest, or where I'm at, you're not in the Midwest, but many people that watch the Big Ten, many people that watch... From the Midwest. From the Midwest, correct, yes. Uh, Many people that watch the Big Ten, Big Ten football, particularly Michigan State football, know and love this guy. He was a workhorse at Michigan State. 
he was kind of disrespected in the draft. He was taken not not quite as uh, much as Brock, but he was taken a lot <laughs> lower than people expected. Uh, but yeah, my Rookie of the Year Wave Maker Award goes to a guy that I really like, and his name is Kenneth Walker the Third. So Kenneth was uh, selected obviously by the Seahawks, and he was number two um, on their depth chart. I think he was behind Carson, right? Um, yes, he was behind Chris Carson to start the year, I believe. Yeah, so he was behind Carson. Um, Carson was the guy that was like, he's going to start. Carson got a little injured. Kenneth with also, was also kind of injured heading into the season. And I think he ended up playing in like 11 games. And in those 11 games, Kenneth Walker ended up rushing for over 1,000 yards, 1,050 rushing yards. He had nine touchdowns. And most importantly for, uh, yeah, most importantly for um, him and the Seahawks, they ended up making the playoffs. And this was a team that not many people expected to make the playoffs. And Kenneth was uh, a guy that was a huge catalyst of that. So congrats to you, Kenneth. Awesome season. And yeah, he's definitely got the making of a guy that's going to be really good in the league for a long time. Yeah, that's him, number nine, moving around, and he gets the football. Walker stays on his feet, cuts back across the middle of the field. Kenneth Walker out of the 27 on a first down. See here. Walker with a big hole. Kenneth Walker with a first down to die. He gets the football and has room to turn the corner and dives toward a first down. Looks like Gino will turn around and hand it off, and there's Walker's first big run of the game, and it's a huge hole! Kenneth Walker, the 21-year-old rookie, is gone for 69 yards into the end zone, and we're tied at 31. And the game slowed down on that one. <laughs> Man. Did you add the music to that one? Yeah, I added the music to that one. The clips came from you, your, your YouTube clip that you sent me, but yep, added the music in the background. I liked the like jazzy. It was just kind of like, you know. I was going to say, very very funky. Yeah, I like that. Funky, just like Kenneth. I tried to switch up some of them, you know, otherwise it's all like. Christmas! Yeah. Which, gotta love those. That one, less so, made me want to run through a wall, but definitely I was bopping a bit. Yeah, I was gonna say, definitely, uh, definitely jiving here. Me and you were, for sure, shaking the knees, yeah, bopping had the head. Yeah, had the shoulders moving a little bit. Absolutely. A little bit, a little bit. A little All bit right. I love it. Four great awards given out thus far, and we can move along to our next award that we are going to give out. It is the Defensive Player of the Year Award. Obviously, a lot of guys in the running for this one. A lot of guys in the running for the NFL Honors Defensive Player of the Year, but who cares about that? Yeah, exactly. Who do you have, Robert, since we're snaking it? Yeah. Or your, and I'm calling you Robert a lot tonight. I'm digging it. I don't know why. What? I mean, I put my name as Roberto. Yeah, your name so, is Roberto I mean, with like a billion O's. So. Roberto, because I'm just so excited about award <laughs> ceremony night. Um, yes, Defensive Player of the Year Award, like you said, uh, there are a lot of people who could have won this award. There's a lot of people that were deserving of this award. And my guy that I'm choosing, he's very special 
to me and I know to my co-host here for one particular reason, but this guy joined this team that he's currently on, which is the New England Patriots last year. He finished second in the league uh, with 15.5 sacks. He had 60 total tackles, which for a defensive tackle is a massive, massive amount. And he had 10.5 additionally from his sacks that were for a loss. And most importantly about this man is he is from the same alma mater as me and Mackenzie. This man went to Grand Valley State University. He is a Laker for a lifetime, just like us. You're really digging the Midwest vibes, huh? The shouts out to the Midwest. Michigan State, my honorary college. Grand Valley State, my actual college. And yeah, the place where me and Mac became best friends is where this man played college ball while we were in college. And the fact that I'm giving this award out to a guy that was playing at the same school that I was going to with Mac is pretty special. But Matt Judon, defensive tackle from the Patriots, is my defensive player of the year. Huge congratulations. He's already a really good friend of mine. We hang out all the time. So I'm just going (laughs) to probably call him up and uh, congratulate him a little later. But Matt, well-deserved. Absolutely. Well-deserved. And here are some of Matt's highlights from this year. To make that commitment connection work. On second and ten, and Tua goes down. Matthew Judon. 13 seconds to play in his first half. Trubisky steps up. Eight seconds left. Trubisky could not break away from Judon. Season debut, 27 for the Ravens, is Jackson out of a clean pocket. Bills to his right, runs away from Judon and gets pushed out of bounds. Third and nine. Rodgers covered up, surrounded, and Judon will get credit for the sack. They must get to the 24 for a first down. Cuff in trouble. Down he goes. What a season it has been for Matthew Judon. Second and six after the four-yard run by Fields, and he is sacked. Judon again. What a half for number nine. Woo! Matt Judon sacking Jared Goff. Woo! And Justin Fields. Actually, the only thing I wish I would have done with that highlight is somehow got like an intro on Sunday Night Football when he said Grand Valley State University or somehow oh, brought up the Lakers. Me. But man, that music, now that made me want to run through a brick wall. Okay, yeah, I felt good about that one. I definitely man, was, was feeling myself with that one. So that was that hype. Was, that was a very hype video. But yes, great clips that you found there, Bob. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. All right. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So... All right, moving on. Great award for Matt Judon. Congratulations. Moving on to my defensive player of the year, linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is his sixth year in the NFL, but it's actually his first year with the Eagles. He had been doing okay, but the Eagles really brought him to life. That is linebacker Hassan Reddick. He has been doing a phenomenal job for the Eagles. He finished the regular season second in the NFL with 16 sacks. He also leads the postseason as of right now with three and a half sacks, which, Bob, 
last year. I believe you uh, explained, since you were the head of the stat division, I think you explained what the half sack is. It's if it's sack is shared with somebody else. Is that right? Exactly. It's like if me and you were on the defensive side of the ball and me and you grab someone when bringing them down at the same time, we both get 0.5 a sack. Perfect. All right. So he leads his postseason with three and a half sacks. He really ramped up his season. The reason that he's recognized, he's making a surge for the you know NFL Honors Defensive Player of the Year, which whatever, he, he won mine, so he already won. Exactly. But he really ramped up at the end of the regular season, like heading into the postseason. And if there's one thing my co-host loves, it is somebody who mojo. It's all about the mojo. If the mojo is swinging in your favor and you're just bringing it into the postseason, that's what he loves to harp on. That's what this guy does. Eight of his 16 sacks came in the last five games of the regular season. That's obviously more than a sack a game. And he is only one of three players who have 16-plus sacks, five or more forced fumbles, and three or more fumble recoveries in one season since 2000. The other two people on that list are some big defensive names, Chandler Jones and TJ Watt. This guy absolutely deserves some credit for all that he has done for the Eagles, what he's continuing to do, what maybe we will see in two weeks from now. We'll see if he gets a sack on Patty Mahomes, but let's listen in to some of his highlights thus far. Four-man rush. Wentz had it knocked away. That ball is free and recovered by Wentz. It was Hassan Reddick. Lawrence on second and ten. Football is loose again. And Philadelphia with another takeaway. Hassan Reddick with a strip sack and a recovery. Murray is going to get out. Hits at the 35. There is Hassan Reddick. Face with 14. Third and nine. Oh, what a hit. They slam pick it down at the 16. It's Reddick. Ryan looking. Ryan in trouble. He sacks. Back of the 19, Hassan Reddick. All right. That was a little more vibey. I like that one. That was very vibey. That was like little waves. Did you add that one as well? Yep, added the music to that one. There's right. I'll tell you the ones that I don't. The ones okay. that I didn't are coming up. Um, okay. I think there's only one more that I didn't add music to. Okay, the Christmas um, the, music. Uh, the rest, and now, I believe, yeah. I added the music. So, man, I wish you would have added the Christmas music. Uh, so far, I know that would have really excited me. But hey, sorry about that. I'm loving that. these. I'm loving also, these. Apologies for any that are like some are the announcers are really loud versus some of them not. It's really hard taking multiple clips from multiple games and putting them in one and making them the same volume. I did my absolute best, but apologies if your eardrums are hurting. Yeah, they're bleeding a little bit over here, but um, <laughs> it's the effort that counts, and we appreciate it. It is the effort that counts. It is the effort. All right, uh, we can move along. This might be my favorite award to give away today. It's also probably my favorite clip of all of them. So I'm excited to show you this, but we're going to move along to the dark horse of the year. So, you know, I couldn't go an episode without recognizing the Detroit Lions. Of course not. Of course not. I was going to give, uh, I thought about Aiden Hutchinson for defensive player of the year. 
but I really like to spread the love and I try not to give any awards away multiple to the same team. So I saved my award for this one for Detroit Lions, baby. My dark horse of the year is Jamal Williams. He had an incredible season. Heading into this season, he obviously he played with us. Wait, did he play with us last year? Yes, he did play with us last year. Didn't have as great of a season, obviously not like a breakout season. But before that, he came from the Packers, who just shoved him to the side and got rid of him. Their loss, our gain. We took Jamal in, as he likes to say, as a new girlfriend who's feeding him good, treating him good, taking him to dinner, he says. If you've never watched one of these guys' interviews, please just Google Jamal Williams. He is hilarious. I love him on and off the field. But heading into this season, Jamal had a goal to score eight touchdowns. I'm telling you, he more than doubled that this year. Throughout this season, he rushed for 1,066 yards. He joined a list of only six other Lions players that have ever broken that threshold. And there are some big names on that list, like Reggie Bush, Billy Sims, and the great Barry Sanders, which even if you don't watch football, I'm sure you've heard of Barry Sanders. He also scored 17 touchdowns throughout this entire season, breaking Barry Sanders' franchise record for the Detroit Lions. Previously, it was 16 was the record. Granted, all of these records that we're listing, you have to kind of put a little asterisk next to them because there is one more game now for the past, starting last year, they've added an additional game to the regular season than some of these guys had, you know, even two years ago, plus, and obviously a lot of these guys' records are from a long time ago. So got to add a little asterisk, but still an incredible feat. He rushed for 17 touchdowns throughout this season, and he ended the regular season with the most rushing touchdowns in the entire NFL. We're talking about Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, some incredible running backs out there, and who led the league? Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions. He came into this season, you know, feeling maybe a little down on his luck. Lions didn't look so great last year. They turned it around. A big part was for this guy on and off the field. Let's hear what he has to say to the Lions fans out there. Champions is when they tired. That's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dog see. Let them on the fucking field. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Last year wasn't it. Every time I get tired or I think I can't go no more, I think of that fucking record. That ain't us. We can make it. It's Williams. Breaks through for the touchdown. Off now 22 and 30. Hands it off. Williams. Right side. Williams extends and scores. Back into the end zone, Jamal Williams with a 13-yard rushing touchdown, and Detroit extends their lead. Williams with a big hole. Jamal Williams, can he take it to the house? Yes, he can. Touchdown, Lions. Well, 
take the lead. A record-setting 17th rushing touchdown this season. speech at the beginning of that if you're gonna piss like a puppy stay on the porch i'm like yes jamal yes i can confirm that she looked like she was actually ready to run through a wall during that part and this podcast is officially very explicit from that speech yeah <laughs> have some heart <laughs> oh my was god <laughs> i wish a bears player would give that speech what the heck it was awesome. I remember if you watched Hard Knocks, and if you didn't, that's okay. Totally understand. But the Lions were on Hard Knocks this past offseason, and he gave that speech, and he's crying, and he's like, he just wants so badly to do good. And they came out, and they had a really good season. I got to be proud of them for that. So, Jamal, I love you, man. Dark horse of the year. I hope we keep feeding you good and treating you good and taking you out to dinner for as long as we can. Also, can I do you mind if I'm the one that sends the swag his way because I have a feeling you're going to be sneaking in extra stuff for him, and oh. we're going to be bank- if you're the one that's going to send him the package, we're going to be bankrupt because you're going to be sending him <laughs> gift cards and all, all right, this fine. I'll let you. Put- I'll let you sign off on it, Jamal. Don't okay. worry, I'll send you something else on the side. I knew it. I freaking <laughs> knew it. Also, I just messaged Mac during that video asking her how many times she's listened to that particular set of highlight. At least audio. a few. At least a few. At least a few. Is it? Yeah, is it pretty? Just a few. Pretty safe to say, maybe double digits, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, maybe double digits. Give or take. Give or Man, take. I wish I was giving an award to one of my boys next hey, year. Next, next year. Next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Definitely next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> Something funny. All right. Well, let's hear from you though, Bob. Who is your dark horse of the year? My dark horse, uh, I as as no as big of a no brainer as yours was. I'm sure mine was just as much of a, a no brainer in my opinion. This guy had zero expectations coming into season. He's been a little bit of a journeyman, been in the league for a while. He was really good in college, and everyone's like, "Man, talk about a bust." Uh, he was a stud at West Virginia. He got drafted pretty early on, and yeah, he just kind of has been hanging around as a backup, and he never has really gotten a chance. Well, fast forward to this season, week one, it was big news when Russ Wilson went to the Broncos. This guy is now the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. He beat the highly touted Broncos and Russ week one. And I think it's evident at this point that my dark horse is Geno. I refuse to write back Smith. What a cool story. In my opinion, one of the best stories of the 2022-23 season. Gino just seems like such a wholesome guy. Everyone doubted him. And he, in my opinion, was the main reason why the Seahawks snuck into the playoffs with zero expectations. Uh, He threw for over 4,000 yards and actually broke, and once again, little asterisk because there's an additional game, but he broke the Seahawks' all-time single-season passing record with 4,282 yards, even with 17 games, passing for over 4,000 yards is massive. And he threw for, I didn't realize this until today, and he was still going to be my dark horse, but I was like, oh my gosh, this guy should be up for running for wave maker of the year. He threw for 30 touchdowns, which is an unbelievable season. Wow. Uh, He also had a QBR overall of 60.7, which is number seven in the NFL. People were saying, oh my gosh, the Seahawks need to tank. They need to have a top pick to get one of those quarterbacks coming out. 
I think the Seahawks would be silly to to move on from Geno after how he played and leading them to the playoffs. So, Geno, we're so happy that you didn't write back in 2022. You deserve all this swag. We're writing you now. Uh, we'd like you to write us back, but if you don't, <laughs> no hard feelings. So, here are some of Geno's clips of his incredible season. Um, there is not a quarterback in the NFL that has more perfect throws in every single game than Geno Smith. That's just the God's honest truth. Every game, he has like six, seven, eight, not perfect. What do you attribute this to? Um, experience. This is his 10th year in the NFL. He's got hardened skin from failure and disappointment, and he hasn't let failure conquer him. He's just used it to kind of get better and better and better. They're throwing it around the yard when you thought they'd be running. Double move. Lock it on the sideline. Because as soon as the beat dropped, Bob stood up out of his chair and he is just dancing around, dancing around. So clearly feeling that one. Oh, I was feeling that one big time. Was that one of the ones you added? I wish I could take credit for that one. That one came with music. Okay. Uh, it, it was a little compilation that somebody Ooh. else has put together. So stole it. Shouts out to whoever that was. We'll Man, send you some that, swag too. But we do not own the rights. Yeah, we do not own the rights. But yeah, that was a good one. I liked it. I felt the beat on that one. We were getting our twerk on a little bit, both of us. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a little choir in the background, too. Like, you felt it in oh, your soul oh. a little bit, you know? Also, this, this absolutely, I know. We were both feeling it. Uh, the start of that video, when there was a female reporter or something that said, what do you attribute this to? I literally thought that was you. I was listening, and then her voice <laughs> sounded so much like you. And I, like, looked up, like, are you talking during this clip? And then you were just you were just vibing. I was like, man, that sounded a lot like Max. What the heck? It scared me a little bit. Gino shouts out incredible season and the first team with two award yeah, winners. I, the I actually so have a bone to pick with you about that because you gave out two awards to the Seahawks who ended my boys' season. Is that a coincidence or was that well, intentional? Hey, I'm not giving any awards to Baker. Technically, he kind of ended your guys' seasons by not winning mm, in overtime. The Seahawks did though because we helped them out by getting the Packers out of the way, but they didn't help mm. us out by losing. So. Ah, shoot. Yeah, that's weird. It's almost like I did weird. that on purpose. It heck? is yeah. almost like you did that, but it's okay. Interesting. I guess I forgive you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> it is It is award ceremony night. Come on. It is. All right. All right. I can't be mad for too long. It's award thank ceremony you, thank night. You, thank you. All right. We've got a few more awards to dive into. Uh, next up is the Dynamic Duo Award. And Bob, I believe it is your mic right now. For Thank who you. received the award for you for the dynamic duo? Yes. Amazing. Well, I am starting to see a trend here because all of my awards, there were six in total. There was only one award winner that did not make the playoffs. That was Matt Judon, but uh, very well deserved. But yeah, this duo 
And I think this is my favorite award. Me and Mac a couple weeks ago were talking about the awards that were going to be given out. She reminded me of the dynamic duo. And I was like, how did I forget about this? It's such a fun award to try to like pick and choose and think who together just makes up a really dynamic and unstoppable duo. And these two, my winners of this co-award, once again, said it once, I'll say it a million times tonight. It was a no-brainer. And it is two guys from the Los Angeles, sorry Rams, Chargers. And it is uh, Justin Herbert and, uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting Eckler's first name? Austin. Austin. Thank you so much. Uh, Technical difficulties, yes. Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, these two guys together are insane. And yeah, usually you wouldn't think of a quarterback and a running back as like a dynamic duo. Usually it's like a quarterback tight end, quarterback wide receiver, a couple wide receivers. But together, these two are insane. So just to give you some of the numbers, uh, Austin, I'm so sorry, Austin. Austin had 107 receptions as a running back. Absolutely incredible. Anytime a running back can have over 100 receptions in a season is mind-blowing. So he had 107 for 722 yards and five touchdowns. Couple that with 915 yards rushing and 13 touchdowns on the ground. Austin accounted for 18 touchdowns and 107 receptions. Justin, on the other hand, is, I think, widely thought of as a top 7 to 10 quarterback, and his ceiling is is uh, really, really high. He... I was just speaking about how impressive 4,000 yards is through the air. He was damn near, well, explicit. He was almost to 5K, 47.39 yards uh, passing. I wrote down rushing. That'd be incredible. Uh, he had, <laughs> that would be incredible. That would break a lot of records. <laughs> speaking of records. Uh, he had 25 touchdowns through the air. He had a 68% completion rate and, once again, a playoff berth. So Eckler, Herbert, Austin, Justin, what a combination, what a dynamic duo, and here are some of their 2022-23 highlights. Herbert looks back the other way, dangerous pass, but gets away with it, and Eckler has a lot of room to roam, and finally gets taken out of bounds after a long game. Eckler wide open, inside the five, touchdown Chargers. Second and goal, Herbert. Under pressure, got rid of it. That's Eckler. Eckler to the five. Eckler to the end zone for the touchdown. How good of a game is Austin Eckler having? Well, here, here. here's Eckler, and that is Eckler. Oh, just refusing to go down. Touchdown, Chargers. On first and goal, Eckler with an opening on the left side. Eckler lunging over for the touchdown. clips just picture bob and i doing the wildest dances there was some butt spanking going on oh yeah i record this podcast in front of a window (laughs) and it's dark outside and now light inside and i guarantee one of my neighbors is seeing me in here just think i don't know i'm laughing out just air smack your own butt i mean it's if if only they knew it was award ceremony night they would understand but if only they knew they also see me in front of a microphone and just dancing around so who knows what they think i'm doing in here like what the hell is she doing in there (laughs) oh my gosh that was a good one great dynamic duo thank you thank you gotta love it love it now we would love you are scribbling hard over there i'm sure people can hear that 
Oh, was that uh, was oh, that? Why are you scribbling so hard in your notes? My apologies. I'm just so pumped up from that last song. I was like shredding the paper with his pen. He's so excited. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of dynamic duos, though, yeah, I would love to hear yours. I know our wave riders would as well. Absolutely. Yes. So my dynamic duo, you and I, we came in a very close second, but had to go with someone else, obviously. But for me, I traveled a little bit down south to the state of Florida, and I found a dynamic duo that is very new to the NFL just of this year. They are newly working together. They are two absolute speedsters, arguably the two fastest guys in the NFL. So to have both of them as your one and two wide receiver is pretty incredible. I traveled all the way to Miami. (laughs) Miami. 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 And snagged the Dolphins, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. This two as a one-two punch. I don't know how you can defend it. A lot of people couldn't this year because you you double team one, the other is just down the field in the end zone before you even know it. Vice versa. It doesn't matter. They're moving fast. They're crisscrossing. They're flying all over the field. And these two are incredible at what they do. Hill this year had 1,710 receiving yards, second only to the one and only Justin Jefferson. While Waddle had 1,356, do a little math there, combined, that is over 3,000 receiving yards for those two players in one single season. That is the most by any wide receiver duo in the NFL by far. They are above and beyond. Those two are incredible. Obviously, they had some woes at quarterback. Tua was in, he was out. There was different quarterbacks. There was third-string quarterbacks. They had a lot of other things that Miami was working through. But if these two stay on the team, and if they can get some of that health back, Miami is a scary team that a lot of defenses are going to be having nightmares about because of these two. Tyreek Hill said it best. He is quoted as saying that the two of them are like a Lambo and a Ferrari. He is not far off. They are both incredible. So let's listen in on some of the Hill and Waddle Highlights for the 2022-2023 season. Wow! He fights for the first down, but he lost the ball. Gilman kicked it out. It's still free. Tyreek's got to look out. Tyreek Hill might go. Tyreek Hill was right on the spot, and he's gone for a touchdown. Unbelievable! Watch and pay attention. Ball is down. Armstead had it. Squeezes through there, and it's just right to of all people. The fastest guy in the league. Tonga Vailoa under pressure. Found a hole for Jalen Waddle. Got a block and got free. Waddle with the speed. Takes it inside the 30. Keeps on going. All the way home. Touchdown Miami. 84-yard lightning strike. This is who we are. We are an explosive, dynamic offense that's going to stretch you for 60 minutes. We are an explosive, dynamic offense that's going to stretch you for 60 minutes. That's what they said. 
I think they just said dynamic in there. That was awesome. Dynamic and explosive. That one's for you, Noah Weibel. Waddle and Hill, dynamic duo. Congratulations. I also like how your video actually both or your clips actually had both the players. Mine was just like all Eckler because I couldn't find any comp combined. Well, that's so. pretty hard because it's hard to find clips, believe it or not, for a quarterback because yes, they're doing a lot, but usually it's like, okay, and um Herbert takes the snap and throws it to Eckler. Like it's hard to Very find true. anything beyond that, unless they're it's, scrambling quarterbacks. Yeah, unless you're Justin Fields and you're running for like seven yard touchdowns every right. week. But that then is you've very got rare. A lot of good clips there, but shout out to Justin tonight on award ceremony night. Can't wait to give you many oh, next year. Shout out! If only you won something, Justin. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> Way to he ruin won a great the night. Number one pick next year, so the Bears better not blow it for him. Nope, they definitely won't. <laughs> Speaking of quarterbacks, though, we're going to move mm. into an award that is often given away to quarterbacks, both in the regular NFL and apparently for our podcast as well. We try to switch it up, but it's just so hard to look past these guys when we're talking about the, this award. It's the biggest award we give out. It's the Wave Maker of the Year. And this is a good one. I love talking about these guys. Like we've been saying all night, there's all these guys breaking all these records, doing all this incredible stuff. But I got to say, our two awards that we're giving away, our two guys that we're talking about, not only have they done some incredible stuff, they've been doing some like otherworldly stuff with some of the plays that they make, the things that they do. And just a little hint, hint, they're both making it to the Super Bowl this year. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, sorry. But one thing really cool about both of them, and I'll dive into it a little bit more next week, is that this year for the Super Bowl, it will be featuring these two individuals. It's the first time that two black quarterbacks have faced off in the Super Bowl ever. That's a pretty incredible stat. It's kind of surprising to me. But go out there, represent, do your thing. All right. Now, moving on. Give it away for this award. For me, my wave maker of the year is got to be the one and only, you know his name, Patrick Justin Mahomes. Fields. Oh, shoot. Patrick Sorry. Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, he's the quarterback there. If you didn't know it, I don't know what to say. I'm sure everybody knows that at this point. Kids wear this jersey. People love to talk about him. He is arguably the best quarterback of this next up and coming generation of quarterbacks. Obviously we've got, you know, Tom Brady's retiring, hopefully Aaron Rodgers soon. There's a new wave of quarterbacks coming over. And I think Patrick Mahomes leads this group as much as we don't want to believe it. This guy is incredible. Here's a little bit about what he did this past season and just in general, his stats. So this past season, he led the NFL with 5,250 passing yards. 5,250. Yes, you heard that correctly. Obviously the most in the NFL. I'm pretty sure by a long shot. I don't even know who was next in that, but incredible. And also you were talking about Geno's 30 Smiths. Geno's 30 Smiths. What am I saying? That was actually kind of cool. Geno's 30 touchdowns. Geno 30 Smith touchdowns. (laughs) Add 11 to that. That's how much Patrick Mahomes has in the regular season. 41 touchdowns throughout this past season yes sir yes i just looked up uh live because that's the kind of podcast this is oh, uh, yes. we're able to get stats immediately number two in passing yards this year was justin herbert at four seven three nine so we had 500 wow. yards between him and, and uh second place wow okay that's pretty incredible so 
500 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's in his, in his eyes. Apparently that's like one game, but yeah, that's that's a good amount. That's above and beyond, obviously, any other quarterback. Good for you, Patty. Um, he has a 67.1% completion percentage. Obviously, we know Kirk Cousins has a higher completion percentage because I like to use that stat all the time. But still, that's incredible. He's doing a lot of things out there. Also, beyond that, there's just a lot of speculation heading into this season. In the offseason, obviously, I just touched on him. Tyreek Hill was traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. A lot of people believed, myself included, and he proved me wrong, that that was was it. I mean, he still had Travis Kelsey, great, but nobody thought that the Chiefs were going to have the kind of season that they had. I didn't think that they were going to be the number one overall seed. I didn't know that they were going to go back to the Super Bowl this year. He has done incredible things with that team. And beyond the stats, he's just completely reshaped Kansas City in general. Prior to Mahomes, the Chiefs had never hosted an AFC championship game. With Mahomes under center, they have now hosted five AFC championship games in all five years where he has been the starter for their team. He has had four consecutive years with at least two playoff wins. And another thing, before he arrived in Kansas City, they had eight total playoff wins ever in the Super Bowl era. Patrick Mahomes alone has led them now to 10 playoff wins. Him alone. He has done more than any other Kansas City quarterback combined in just the five years that he has been the starter for the team. Incredible numbers, incredible stats. He also just, if you have a chance to watch him, he's so fun to watch. He extends plays. He does so much with his feet. He shovels the ball when you're not expecting it. And some of that can be heard in this highlight clip right now. First and goal. Mahomes flushed out. Can't get him. Sidearms it for a touchdown. Third and ten. This time they see an extra man. Mahomes gets away to the end zone. Caught. Watson. Touchdown. On the run. What a pass. Smith Schuster. Take it off down the sideline. He with these guys. City. They are so lucky to have him there. And yeah, congratulations, Patty, on Wave Maker of the Year. Isn't it crazy? He's only 27, too. So it's not like he's even a veteran yet. He's 27 years old. 
Yeah, and what's crazier is that he was the oldest age quarterback in the playoffs, like I'm pretty sure the past two weeks. I think the first week, the wild card round was the only time, or I guess I guess it would just be last week because I think Kirk Cousins was in. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, Kurt and Tom in the, in the yeah. division, yeah, or yeah, the wild card, so. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wild, wild, wild. Man, oh, man. Great. And here I am, almost at the verge of 30, doing oh. a podcast in my house. <laughs> You are getting old, almost 30. Woof, can't be me. And there they are making millions of dollars as a quarterback for an entire franchise. And here we are making hundreds of thousands doing a podcast that we love. Doing a podcast from our parents' basement. No, I'm just kidding. We're not that. We're not in our parents' basement, at least. Could be worse. It, it could be, be a lot worse. <laughs> hey, if you live with your parents, we're not judging. Good for not, you. you got to do nothing, what you got to do. Nothing wrong with that. Got to save money if you got to save money. <laughs> You know who doesn't have to save money, I bet? Your wave maker of the year. Who you got? My wave maker of the year is another incredible story from this season, one of many. It was a guy that many of the experts said if he doesn't have a big year, maybe he just isn't fit for the NFL. Maybe this starting job won't be his for another calendar year. Maybe he's going to have to be a backup. There was a lot of naysayers. A lot of people that just didn't really think that he had what it what it took to be a, a stud in the league. Uh, this was the guy that got benched at the biggest stage in a national championship game and took it like a champ. He was a great teammate. He transferred. He was a Heisman finalist the next season. And it's a guy that's just impossible not to root for. My wave maker of the year is a guy that not only took what the naysayers were saying, not only proved the doubters wrong, but he's sitting here as an MVP I'd say possibly front runner and heading to the Super Bowl in a week and a half. It's the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Shouts out Big T. Jalen Hurts, my wave maker of the year. He had 3,700 yards passing, 22 touchdowns in the air, only six interceptions. When you have over 20 TDs, barely over five interceptions, incredible. I was talking about QBR for uh, Geno Smith was a little over 60, which was number seven in the league. Jalen Hurts' overall QBR for the year was over 100. It was 101.6, which is absolutely bonkers. And not to mention, he just had a smooth 760 yards rushing on the ground and 13 13 touchdowns using his legs. So overall... No big deal, just 750 and an extra 13 touchdowns. So 35 touchdowns overall, an NFC championship, an NFC East championship, and possibly a world championship with the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, very easy guy to cheer for. My wave rider of Wait. sorry. Not my wave rider. <laughs> that's uh that's an award for another day. My wave maker of the year. Here's some of his clips. protection for Jalen Hurts who takes a shot and he's got A.J. Brown inside the 10, inside the 5. For the Eagles at their own 47. Good protection again, launch downfield. Watkins wide open, touchdown. Hurts, deep ball, Devontae Smith looking for separation. Was he inbounds? He was, that's a catch down to the 16. It's Hurts. It's a deep ball. Looking for Devontae Smith. What a catch. 
inside the five. Eagles go quick. Hurts reads it, throws it, touchdown, Devontae Smith. Second and ten. Oh boy, deep ball it is. And it is caught for the touchdown. A.J. Brown. Of this drive, it's third and eight. Shotgun snap to Hurts. Hurts circling. Hurts has space and speed. Hurts breaks the tackle. Spin move by Hurts. Third and six. Hurts design run takes off. Easily the first down. Hurts on his way. First and goal for Philadelphia. Fake to Gainwell. Hurts has a lot of space over here. Take it off. Anybody going to catch him? Touchdown, Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts. Man, I, I was just doing a little bit of air boxing. I'm a little, a lot of breath from that. Oh my that gosh. was another vibey one. That was just kind of vibey. Like, oh Very yeah, vibey. he's feeling himself. He's feeling himself. Just like Jalen. He's he's so full of swag and that song. I feel exactly. like that was like the epitome of how he's played this season. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like he's always calm, cool, and collected too. And just like doing his thing, running. He's just vibing. He's just CCC. Shoulders are popping just like me there. Yeah, exactly. So great choice, Bob, wave maker of the year. So many great awards that we gave out tonight. Gotta love it. And yeah, so many deserving recipients of those awards. Obviously, we got the awards tomorrow night, whatever those are. But this NFL is the big honors. Yeah, NFL honors. Nobody cares. This is a wave maker awards. And the last little half award i think it's the most important is the actual host of the year i know we did this last year i know we're Oof. over an hour which is kind of crazy but host i hope that you the, i hope you took some time to think about this because it took me a while to kind of decide who's going to be the host forgot about the this award uh yeah, go but, ahead take it take it away thank you but yeah this person they just really put in the work week in and week out. I'm not going to say he or she because it kind of gives it away just a little bit. But this particular host, they put in, they put, I know so oh much, I'm sweating so a little bit. My heart's pumping. So this person really put in the work with not only their advertisements, but their research, their nom, 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 their nugs were on point. <laughs> they did shout outs. They just really always came with really thick, good complete analysis they always came with a good attitude they only missed one week i'm not going to say the reason because that also would give it away but they only missed one week and yeah they they just really know how to take a joke they they took 11 pies to the face one week and this (laughs) this host just really has all the qualities of being on the radio and being a public personality um his name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> JK LOL. My my host of the year, her name is Mackenzie. She just really brings it. Her advertisements overtook me as the advertisement queen, unfortunately. And uh she's the injury queen and she really came in the clutch with all this new equipment, found Zencaster, and I'm really honored to work next to her every week. So Mac, some some of our own swag is coming your way. Host of the wow. year. Huge congratulations and, and thank really you. Well Thank yeah. you so much. Oh my You're gosh, welcome. I don't even know what to say other than I also have this award on my piece of paper. Yeah, I'm so nervous. So first and foremost, just thank you. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank Bob's and Caster, my wife, my dog, you know, all the things. But yeah. next, let me give away my award for host of the year, podcast host of the year. So this individual 
actually calculated has over a thousand minutes talking on this podcast. So spend obviously a lot of time invested in the podcast throughout all 18 weeks, you know, an hour a week. That's kind of an average because I know there were a few weeks that we missed, but also this, this uh, individual only missed one week. Uh, this individual brings just a lot, a lot of joy, a lot of just kindness, a lot of love to this podcast. They are always keeping our fans laughing. They, I believe, started the advertisement trend of making up songs for the podcast and things of that nature. And the only downfall for this host is their love for the Bears. Uh, but other than that, this podcast host brings so much to the table. I couldn't do it without him. And this one, this award, goes to Bobby Willen. Oh oh. And actually, oh, that's weird. I actually see an additional highlight clip up here. So, oh. Bobby Willen, let's take it away. Bum, 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 bum. The 2022-23 NFL season is finally here. Can you say donuts? Nom, nom, nom. The weather's getting colder. The division races are getting tighter. And we are getting excited-er. The clock has finally struck midnight. The bell tolls. Let's, let's, let's dive right in. Dive right in. Dive, dive, dive right in. Dive right in. Die, 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 right in. Uh, it just gets me so excited because I know I'm going to be in my Justin Fields jersey. I am going to have my booty parked on the couch with Red Zone on, the Bears game on, and I just literally am counting down the hours. And for tonight, what we're doing is we are divvying up the games. Uh, shout out Divvy, love Divvy Bikes. As our wave riders patiently wait, I just want to remind everybody that we are 18 days from December 25th. Ravens still have a good defense. Huntley has been a pretty um, solid backup when he's had a chance. So I am going with Edgar Allan Poe in this matchup. The Dolphins have everything to play for. They win and they're in. And Dolphins are a really cute animal. What is a Jet? Well, he has been healthy all season. And the Niners have won seven games in a row. They're the hottest team in the NFL. I think I can just leave my argument at that. Explicit bell toll ish list. Explicit. <laughs> Peace. Oh my! I'm I'm genuinely <laughs> like unbelievably shocked. Ah, oh, that was probably oh. my favorite one. I didn't obviously clearly, if you could tell by Bob's reaction, didn't tell him I was doing that. Oh, that was definitely my, my favorite one that I made, and my favorite one listening back to that's the one I probably listened to the most. Oh my God. You, the <laughs> fact that you didn't give that up at all. And then even were surprised when I brought up host of the year. <laughs> oh my God. That is unbelievable. I, I love it. That's a great clip. That's hilarious. How long did it take you to make all that and take all those uh, little pieces it took out? A little bit, but it was worth it the whole time. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't even care. This is explicit. Holy shit! That was hilarious. What would you have brought that? How would you have brought that up if I didn't bring up? I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Oh, and I have one more award. Yeah. Oh. But it worked out perfectly god. that you gave when it. You said you, you had a clip. I actually thought you were just completely serious, and we were just gonna laugh, and then we we're gonna say, "All right, talk to you later." And then, ba 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 ba. 
Oh my god, that was so funny. The excited her. The, yeah, the excited her. <laughs> oh my god, what was the part that you said? Let's die, 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 right? It. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. Was... <laughs> I edited that. That is unbelievable. Because there was never a point where you recorded that, but so many great intros. So that many is... great comments. The commentary just keeps this podcast alive. So absolutely well-deserving. Podcast host of the year, Bobby Lund. Oh, man. I wish I, could, I wish I could say that I had a video made for you, but I don't <laughs> know how to fine. do that. It's totally fine. I It was worth it to see your face to make this one for you. That was absolutely epic. Well, I think that, <laughs> I think that really cements who the real host of the year is with Matt no coming up with that in the back but oh my god I may god. be the editor of the year but you're for sure the editor of forever host of the year you win that one by a landslide I like to think it's 50 50 we both win we both get swagged and crazy that year two is almost fully behind us we've got this I know tears tear emoji cry emoji but we've got the Super Bowl episode and the hurricane headlines with all of the people that have retired all the just wacky headlines and different storylines of the year. So it's going to be a great episode next week. And then the, the week after the Super Bowl, we have one more just wrapping up the game. We usually do that the day after or two days after the Super Bowl. Just a quick little wrap up of uh, the season as a whole. And then we'll be back for the draft. So we're not done yet. Thank you so much for everyone that was listening in. Congrats again to all of our award recipients. And we cannot wait to uh, have our predictions next week and see who's going to be doing the combine at the end of the month. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Peace.